0: times april fool's jokes are just not are just not funny at all and they just you know it's just just like hey we lied to you ha 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 and that's Mm -hmm. the joke and it's like all right that sucked (laughs) but every once in a while there's a good one like i i will always remember the first time so adult swim does april fool's jokes like every year Mm -hmm. and i will like one year they just aired the room like <laughs> yeah, Tommy Wiseau's yeah. The Room, yes. Um, and I will always remember the very first one that they did, where it was just like it was the it was the anime block on like Saturday night or whatever, and it was just they played like Witch Hunter Robin and Full Metal Alchemist and a couple of other things that I don't I don't remember what was all what all was airing Big O maybe okay. And they just aired the episodes, but they just like drew mustaches on everybody. (laughs) Just like super low effort. Just like scratch it, like throw it in paint and scribble some like black lines over it (laughs) over all the characters. And like I, that was like probably 15 years ago and I will always remember how, how much that made me laugh.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: That's a good one. It was really good one. Um, So I was thinking and I can talk about it now because this will come out after April Fool's Day. So I will uh, I will make the decision. I will make the decision tomorrow. And then you all like everyone listening to this will hear about me deliberating my decision after the fact. So there's no spoilers (laughs) here. This has already happened. If you're listening to this, I was think so. You know, I've got La Mulana planned all week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aside from yesterday, where we did today's podcast game, Double Dragon.
1: Yes, yes, Double Dragon. And and a little bit of sometimes podcast game, Mischief Makers.
0: Yeah. Mischief Makers gets better the more I play it. It's still really weird and frustrating in parts, but like, it's it's kind of rad. But we'll <laughs> get to that later. So I'm thinking about tomorrow going live with like Super Pitfall or something. Instead of La Mulana, like just say it's La Mulana and not tell anyone anything and just Just, go live with like an Indiana Jones game or like Super Pitfall or something like that and just like say it's La Mulana (laughs) and play that for like an hour or something like that.
1: Yeah. And just ignore every comment that says it's the wrong Mm -hmm. um,
0: and just act like I'm still playing La Mulana. (laughs) You should even take notes. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I don't know if I'm actually going to do it because I do actually just want to play La Mulana. And I usually like, like I said, I usually kind of frown and look down on, on April Fool's jokes, but I think it would be, of the time, I think it'd be a silly little thing.
1: I think my, my reasonings for not liking April Fool's is more of that, that, well, okay. I'm not talking about practical jokes. I think practical jokes are, are stupid, but right, right. The, the April Fool's I think were fun when it wasn't expected. So, right. you know, we've talked about it a couple of times where you were where you got tricked by something as a kid because it's in some magazine or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, God, it's it was the April run. Well, and no Yoshi yeah, Yoshi and Pokemon, even if there's no Lord Dragon of the
0: Rings cart
1: racer. Right. 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 So, I mean, I, I think to me, April Fool's is sort of bleh because it's mm-hmm. like not only is it expected, but they do something really it's, it's like stupid now. And the internet, the internet's kind of ruined that a little bit. Um, Yeah.
0: Which is not a bad thing. (laughs) Right. Right. Increasingly. I find that like a lot of companies are using April fools as an opportunity to show off to like test something. (laughs) It's like, this is something we, this is something that could be divisive and there might be some, like there might be backlash to this. So, We're going to put this out and pretend it's real. And if everybody says it's cool, then we'll know that maybe we can do that. And if everyone yells at us, then we can just say April Fool's and move on with our life. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think there was something, some product that was sold that was like that. Um,
0: There was, I remember uh, ThinkGeek had a uh, a Tauntaun sleeping bag.
1: Yeah, that's a real thing. You see ads for that all the time now.
0: Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think oh. that started out as a uh, as a I think April that's spring, that might be the one everyone was, no was like, "Why would it be fake?" That's yeah, genius. The,
1: yeah. Well, and it costs nothing because they can just make a mock photo and then be like, "This yeah. is real now."
0: Yep, exactly. Oh, you know what else basically hmm. started its life that way?
1: Hmm.
0: Yakuza like a dragon. What do you mean? They put out. They initially put out the. Um, they initially put out the like RPG gameplay thing as like an April Fool's joke and then it and then it turned out to be real.
1: Oh. Hey, speaking of yakuza, uh the 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 dude that's in charge of all the yakuza stuff said that he's really reinvigorated b- uh by Ghost of Tsushima being the highest selling PlayStation exclusive title. Cool. Uh, so he they they he's like, "Yeah, we definitely want to remaster Ishin and uh oh sick. Uh f- crap, what's the other one called?
0: Uh Kenzan. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, that's that's excellent news. Now so like of course happening. he wants to do it because that's work for him. But well, the question well. is like does Sega want to do it?
1: I mean, I I I feel like Yakus is doing pretty well and It's doing pretty well. Um I, I feel like there's a there's there's I I would I would say there's a better better chance than it not happening. Do, do you know what I I feel like yeah, it's yeah. higher in the favor of it happening than not happening
0: like the chances of it happening are like 60/40.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess when it's it's funny when we start talking about percentages cuz we actually have zero idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> but, course. But,
1: but but in in my heart, I think it's going to happen 100%. Yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> I want you to be right. I I I mean, people is... didn't think like it for the longest time 5 didn't look like it was going to come out. Yeah. Like and then what happened is? Oh yeah, you said it
1: was from some let's play or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I largely. Like, oh, I, I know the, it
1: wasn't the only reason. I just mean as as a as a powerful motivator.
0: Definitely, like the increase in the Yakuza series profile from people playing it on YouTube and Twitch is a big part of why it's become a thing. Yeah, like it is. It is almost entirely word of mouth advertising at this point.
1: I mean, I bought it because my one friend loved it, yep. and then I actually played it because I was watching you play it again. I was like, "Oh yeah, I should, I should play this."
0: Oh, I'm not the one friend.
1: No, no, the, not the person. Oh, that, I, that I'm it to okay.
0: You. I'm glad that I didn't talk over you because I was about to be like, "Yeah, that asshole." <laughs> yeah, <I would laughs> Thinking have been like, wow. you were talking about me, wow, but you actually, You don't know. even know
1: this person.
0: <laughs> what a jerk.
1: No, cause he, he got me to buy it on PS3 and I just, I never really got around to playing it. It is funny mm-hmm. though. I have a very distinct memory. So for me, up until I actually played Yakuza or Okiwami, um, my memory of Yakuza was playing Yakuza three. And I just remember for some reason being in a town with a river running through it. And there was like these green sort of metal fence f- bars there that were, you know, stopping people from walking into the river. And that was sort of my memory of Yakuza as a city and stuff. Um, and so actually playing three now it's like oh hey this is the spot that i remember playing for you know a few hours when i played three and then stopped so that was kind of cool
0: that is cool that is like i find also that like as you go through the series the Kamarocho specifically and Mm -hmm. to a lesser extent uh uh um because you go there you go there quite a few times yeah um more often than I would say than any of the other maps. Most of the other maps are just like one-off locations, mm-hmm. but like Sotenbori, you go back to quite a few times. Um, but yeah, increasingly they they sort of take on a, a character of their own.
1: Yeah, like, they're sort of like part I, I, of the, they're a, they're part of the game.
0: Yeah, I, I've referred to Kamurocho as like practically a character in the series.
1: I mean, Kamurocho, like, without a doubt, is is for sure.
0: It like it go like it has development literally. <laughs>
1: like I mean, yeah, it's kind of the entire uh, catalyst for the series.
0: <laughs> the I mean, like every game you go through, you walk through the streets and you look at what's different. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, that oh, was, there that used, was to, be, there used to be. Blew my This shop played. over here.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's what that was. What was so cool about playing Kiwami two, um, with the new engine. Because that was my mm. first time seeing the the Kamurocho like that. I was like, "Holy crap! It's yeah, so cool! Yeah, yeah. I know
0: this building. I know mm-hmm. this
1: building. I, I eat ramen here."
0: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You you got sushi gin over by the like the main drag, and you know nothing will like, be
1: the same though after putting someone's head in the microwave.
0: No, that's that's one of the best ones. <laughs> that was
1: absolutely absolutely just totally unexpected. I was already excited because I was uh, beating up stuff in the store. And then I was like, Oh cool. A thing. Oh my God. Yep. That's murder.
0: Yeah. Isn't it always exciting when like a heat prompt comes up and you're like, wait, I don't know what this one is. What is mm-hmm. this? What happens here? And then inevitably it's like, Oh my God, he killed that man. But I guess not. And he got up. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So I'm yeah, glad you're continuing know. to go through that. Um, This is a good time as any to uh, welcome everyone to the Retro Breakdown. Sorry about that thing last week where we played a video game instead of recording a podcast, but I hope it's fine.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm sure they don't know what you're talking about because they didn't listen to it.
0: Six people have already listened to it. (laughs) And it came out yesterday. Oh, those poor souls. I mean, I think I I like to think that the uh, I like to think that the video is is fun i don't know if the podcast is fun because it's just the video without video
1: i'm sure i'm sure the video is 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 enjoyable who who doesn't who doesn't want to listen to us talk while we play games
0: i mean honestly i like i think kirby's dream course is just a fun game to watch period yeah but i'm biased i love that game
1: (laughs) i think i think it would be um if you especially if you were you had knowledge of the game i think it would be a lot of
0: fun to
1: yes. watch especially
0: yeah definitely it might like i feel like it's i don't know it's somewhat hard to follow if you don't know what's going if you don't have like prior knowledge of the game but mm-hmm. at the same time there's not really all that much going on
1: oh, it's no, a fairly meant...
0: slow paced game and like you I don't hit mean, the things you be able that you to... go in the hole
1: i think more i think more of that not being able to follow it is is what i i didn't mean that i meant more like uh It's just the joy of seeing somebody experience something that you know really well can Mm -hmm. be kind of exciting um, in a game like that, especially if there's one person that doesn't know it. It's it's it would be kind of like watching somebody play um, like the fun of watching somebody play like La Mulana or something like that to me. Yeah, yeah. where where you don't you know, oh, man, this power up does this thing and then you see them get the power up and they're excited about it. Right. Like that's that's cool.
0: You know what? uh, You know, what game gives me that feeling actually i think more than anything is undertale i've never
1: watched anybody play that game
0: i mean you've played it though yeah 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 like like the closest i watched
1: you play it one time you were streaming it with like oh yeah four other people or something Did yeah you? yeah yeah. i think i watched you play a bit of it a long
0: time ago all of us on one microphone all at different distances so all of our audio sounded different that was that was early yes. on in the stream career yeah we all sitting I think it was two.
1: Oh, I think I watched the second half. Yeah, that makes mm. sense.
0: I, yeah, I think we I think we did it in two sittings. Yeah, it's, sitting. it's a long game to go through in one sitting, especially when you're reading all of the dialogue.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's
0: all I remember. I don't actually remember what it
1: sounded like. I just know you did it.
0: Yeah, I remember that. It's the only time I've ever streamed it. I actually played it. Um, I feel like I played that game when I lived in Korea, actually. It came out in 2015. Which is the year I, I I left for Korea in March 2015. So,
1: yeah, it could be.
0: That checks that out. Would make I sense feel like it came
1: out in like October or September or something. I remember my uh, Kyle. He he gave me the. Uh, he was like, "Hey, you should kickstart this game," and he gave it to mm. me, and he got the demo. I'm like, oh yeah, that looks cool. I don't know. I, I'm I'm chill with whatever. And then the actual game came out, and it was blowing up, and it was just like, wow, wow. this this is this is a, this is apparently a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. My introduction to I think I I like to think, and maybe this is just the weird video game hipster in me, which is a sure. thing. Um, but I like to think that I um I sort of got into it like at least not necessarily before it got really big, because like I didn't know that it was a Kickstarter. I didn't know about it until it was out. Yeah. But I did have a um I, I basically the let's play channel that i watched started doing a, a let's play of it and oh, okay. i watched like half of the first episode and was like oh my god this is amazing stop the video i need to stop this myself i have to play this myself and so i that so i went out and i bought it and i just played it
1: you went out you mean
0: <laughs> you logged into steam went out to steam <laughs> Was it Steam? <laughs> no, I don't think no, I didn't buy it on Steam. Oh, I, I bought it on either GOG or Humble because I don't actually have it in my Steam library. Ah, uh,
1: okay. Yeah, I I played the demo and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of neat. It's kind of like seems like it's going to do some meta stuff or something." But then mm-hmm. I I just didn't bother with it. So he Kyle's kind of like a a living Wikipedia when it comes to especially useless information about stuff. Um so he he's he's always he's retained, he just like can read it and retain it. And he, and he just reads a lot. So he knows like anything weird that's going on in the internet. He'd be like, Oh yeah, here, here's a, here's a link to this. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, but he also really loved, um, Andrew Hussey's, uh, Homestuck. Mm. Yeah. And that's where, what's his name? Toby Fox was like living in Hussey's basement and stuff for a while.
0: And that I did uh, not know.
1: Yeah. Toby Fox made music for, the Homestuck, um, like the comic and everything. So mm-hmm. the, in yeah, some ways, I, I knew
0: he worked on it. I didn't know he was living with the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Andrew, yeah, he was. I, that was my understanding. Anyways, I, I believe that's what Kyle had said. Um, Interesting. So it's it was it's that's kind of cool how they were, but that's how that's how coming knew about the Kickstarter. And He's like, though, this is yeah, gonna yeah. be really cool. You should you should definitely kickstart. And I was like, no, nah, I'll just I'll just wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not. So I. I I have no claim whatsoever to being like you know the o g or anything oh no like, no i i, I definitely actually, I definitely didn't know about it when the Kickstarter was out
1: yeah it's 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 funny that you're bringing up that idea because I was just thinking the other day about how we 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 tend to we we tend to uh look down on people we love to we love to pretend that knowing about something first makes it mm-hmm. makes you better than somebody else when and it it happens in every single yep fandom or even in real sports it's like oh you weren't a you weren't a, a cubs fan until they won until they won the the sports right championship right right or whatever I don't, you're a I, I fair know weather if...
0: friend <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> right so like uh and and it's it's it gets to the point where it's in literally everything where if you've ever been to um catholic church around easter or christmas a lot of i times, have not so so nor
0: at any other time
1: well, my, my, I grew up going to church with my dad and stuff. And mm. the couple of different churches that we've gone to over the years, always around that time, they would, they would have like a nickname or something for people that only went to church on Christmas or Easter as opposed oh, of to all the time. And it's like, man, even in, even in religion, there's always the, the, uh, let's make fun of the people that didn't know that this is the secret handshake, right? Like, right, right, I, right, right. I, I don't, so, so I don't think it's, I'm not, I'm, I, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm trying to brag that I knew about Undertale before it was a, a thing. Because I'm certainly right. not trying to say that. I'm literally right, right, right. just using it as a frame of reference or timeline. Because I, I am, I fully embrace the idea of 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 uh, welcoming everybody into anything. I don't care yes. if you just found out about it yesterday. Like, yes, that's yes. great. I'm, if you like it, that's only a positive thing. I don't. It's. It's it's really weird when you, especially when you get into hardcore games, quote unquote, like Monster Hunter, for instance. Um, right. There, there's a rift right now where people are like, Monster Hunter Rises for
0: babies. And, and they said the this. same thing about World when it came out. Right. And it, well, there's that's quality what's... of life improvements that make the game more fun. And that's not the Monster Hunter I remember. <laughs> well, what's
1: really funny is there is this there's this there's this list going around of top 10 reasons why rise is worse than world and he listed all these things and a couple of them were new features in world and so somebody was like hey you clearly started playing monster hunter during world uh, Mm -hmm. so maybe you should stop being such a jerk (laughs) yeah and it made me so happy because it was just it was like this i don't know if maybe he was just trolling who knows but i i i'm really really adamantly against the idea that we should look or we should a get praised because you knew about something or first mm-hmm. and be, be, uh, scorned. If you didn't know about it first, like,
0: like don't gatekeep fandoms period. Yeah, just, just if, don't if someone's gatekeep. really excited, like, just let
1: them be excited and talk and be excited with them. Maybe let people like, let people enjoy
0: things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's so much, there is so much like weird fandom drama. <laughs> that comes up, that would be solved if we could all just agree to let people enjoy things.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying there's not a time and a place to rip apart like a bad movie script, right? Like, uh, we if,
0: d- I mean, we rip we rip games apart all the time.
1: We're yeah, probably one going to do it later that today. I won't that I won't talk about uh, that I that I would that I love to talk poorly about. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as me talking about that game or not. I guess if this is your first time listening, you'll have no idea what I'm saying. So I've kind of succeeded.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I won't bring it up. (laughs) I will say that I've been really harsh on Cyberpunk, but like I got a and and I don't think Cyberpunk is in a vacuum is that bad of a game. But I I, think think that CD Projekt Red really burned through a lot of its goodwill. Yes. In putting the game out. And my issues with the game are not the game so much as the company.
1: I mean, I don't know much about it. All I know is, is I was excited about the game, and then I went and played The Witcher 3 again, and being like, wait a minute, I really hate their writing, and I can't imagine... <laughs> I can't imagine Cyberpunk is going to make this kind of writing better. And... I, like... I, I just don't... doesn't jive with me, that style of, of... it's It's like the... It's like when... I don't know why fantasy or... Um, high fantasy. They they love to have this allure of being quote unquote adult. Like, oh, we're, we we mm. we have a we we are for adults by adults, and we totally talk about sex and and uh sexy things. And maybe there'll be blood, and we'll say fuck awkwardly. Like that 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 to me is the the biggest red flag of of oh, I don't know if this is for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, is like edginess for the sake of the edginess. <laughs> What's that? Edginess for the sake of edginess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, it's like right. Forced, it's forced, forced edginess so you can say that you're mature, <laughs> right. but it actually makes you seem less mature.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's there's that there's that quote from, I think it's C. K. Lewis or whatever, where if you have to use adult as an as a way of saying you're adult, that is inherently makes you a child because only children worry about being an adult or a child, right? Like right. that that there's a uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was him, but yeah. The... Yeah, you're
0: talking about Lewis C.K., but you call him C.K. Lewis, and it makes I me did. think of C.S. Lewis. Yes, which I is know. A different As person.
1: you're totally right, <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because when when you said it back to me, I was like, "Wait, that's an author."
0: <laughs> then I was like, yep. "Wait, no, nope, nope, nope." C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did ever what tell I, you man? the story about when I was in uh, when I was in an undergrad, and I was the um, story. <laughs> i like the story specifically pertaining to C.S. Lewis. Oh, no, no, no. It was the moment that I realized that the entire Narnia franchise was just a big ass Jesus allegory. Oh, no. But I learned it when I was in an ESL teaching class. Why? So late in my, why was I in an ESL teaching class?
1: No, no. Why was this where you learned it?
0: Oh, so so I was in this (laughs) I was in this class because I was like, you know, at some point, maybe I'll want to go overseas and teach English and travel, which turned out to actually happen. So that was a good decision on my part. Weird. But um, one of the things was like one of the things you had to do in the class is like create a lesson plan based on like young adult fiction. Okay. And so I was like, all right, what you know, what? What young adult fiction am I familiar with that I could use to like teach from? And sure. I was like, Man, I really liked Narnia when I was younger. So let's go with that. And I brought that up and I, I we, you know, discussed it in class. And and one of my classmates was like, with you know, considering you're talking about teaching people from specifically in an ESL context, you're talking about teaching people from like extremely diverse ethnic and religious and social backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be careful about the, like, the religious, the religious uh, imagery or anything like overtly, like, anything that is overtly pushing Christianity or any particular, like, yeah, like, like, morality, (laughs) any particular, um, like, you know, moral rule set, let's say, Mm -hmm. and I, I sort of flinched at it. And I didn't say anything, and I, I I sort of nodded. I was like, oh, yeah, good point. And I was like, I don't internally, I was like, the hell are you talking about? And I thought about it for like 15 seconds, and I was like, holy shit, the lion <laughs> is Jesus. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. I, I, like, decades of my life, I just read that straightforward and did not even see what was going on there. Holy the perfect hell. perfect kind of... The perfect kind of propaganda. <laughs> the type you don't, the type you don't notice. Yeah. So that was, that was me at like 22, finding out that Narnia was like Christian fan fiction. That's funny. So that's, Ooh, that's God. the story I think of every time CS Lewis comes up every time.
1: Yeah. That would be a big one. That would be like an
0: important like moment. Cause it, cause it's like, a, it, it's it's. I wasn't, like, publicly embarrassed. There was only, like, 12 people in the class. Like, it was a fairly, it was a fairly specific. They probably have this image of you, like, wow, that
1: dude's super religious.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They almost (laughs) definitely did. And quite frankly, at that time, I was, like, still not removed from my, from my sort of, like, more conservative upbringing. Mm -hmm. So, like, Everything else about me probably screamed it, too. But I've never oh, been sure. super religious. But like, That's you know, funny, they they, they kind of go hand in hand. So it would be easy to assume that about me. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, like I, I think about it all the time and I'm like, oh, my God. What did everyone in that class think about me in that moment? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it's all right. So, I mean, it's, you know. It wasn't like a big deal because it's not like I, you know, it would have been a bigger deal if I had like puffed up and been like, no, <laughs> you're wrong. Well, that's a good lesson. Everyone should learn it because it's got good messages.
1: <laughs> I feel like but that's one of those those good moments for yourself to like it's, it's important to remember that it's it's not always uh, about being right or wrong. Sometimes it's about like being patient and listening and then being like yes. oh
0: okay <laughs> you like your perspective has blind spots yeah and you have to listen to another person like you have to listen to other people's take on something that you observe because they may have noticed something that you missed absolutely and it may be really 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 important so yeah that was that was a good learning moment for me but it's still like one of those moments that sticks in your head forever where it's like, oh, hey. I did that. Hey, brain brain, be like, knock, knock. Remember that one time you embarrassed yourself in public? Let's think about that for an hour.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Man, you felt really bad. You must be really embarrassed even still now 15 years later. Wow. <laughs> How terrible that must be for you. <laughs> I... I am I'm very grateful that I don't
1: have uh I don't have too many m- memories like or I don't do that to myself um very often where I where I nitpick about something that was uh quite like that. But I have mm-hmm. other things that I've done that I've regret that then kind of pop up occasionally that you're just like ah
0: crap. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then that just sort of sits there and you're like, man. <laughs> Why do I have to do this thing? It would be so much better. Yeah. I have those
0: two. Usually it's not even an important thing. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just like such a small thing. Like one, like one embarrassing line in a conversation that just like, for (laughs) some reason that one committed to long-term memory.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it'd be nice if you could parse through that sometimes be like, no, this memory can go, this memory can go. (laughs) Like, I'd really like that. I'd like a filing system for memories.
0: It would be nice.
1: That'd be very convenient. But, yeah. <sighs> yep, you know that, that. You know, you know. Actually, that's kind of funny. F- if there was a filing system for memories, I bet a lot of people, uh, well, they'd have great memories of missions one and two in 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 Double Dragon, <laughs> but after that. <laughs> They wish oh, they could. Man. There, there's a reason why nobody remembers the rest of that game because that's basically
0: awful. how my filing system works for Double Dragon. Good And the, like everything about them too—the level design, the enemy types, the music. Dude, mission like, one and two—it is, is all a straight like downward slope for mission two.
1: Mission one and two were fantastic. They're great. They're—I loved it. Experience was fun. Mind you, it's not even half the game because missions three and four are basically like four twice missions. as long. Yeah, yeah, each
0: one. Um, it was. There it should was... be six missions. Yeah, and the game should be exactly as long as it is, but it should be six missions instead of four.
1: And and they should. God, missions.
0: Oh, I guess. Do you do you want to take a word from our sponsors and actually like dive into this? Because I think it's I think it's time for the retro breakdown part of the retro breakdown.
1: This is the most. This is the fastest we've ever done this, aside from simply just uh Playing the game while, while we talk about it. Let's do it. That's true. Yeah.
0: Let's dragon. I mean, I don't know, man. You might have to do this one on your own. <laughs> like, if we do it together, it'd be like a, like a double do, do, dragon.
1: Do, okay, hold on, hold on. Bad pun aside, would would you be Jimmy or Billy? Because one of us is a total asshole.
0: they're the same person and also i'll thank you to call them by their correct names bimmy and jimmy (laughs) dude dude sorry that's that's not this one they are they are billy and jimmy in double dragon one they don't he doesn't become bimmy until uh double dragon (laughs) three like he ascends
1: i i looked up the manual obviously and and there's a story there and it's There's like two paragraphs, it's pretty short, but it's just, Double Dragon is a story of Billy and Jimmy Lee, twin brothers who learned to fight yep. on the cold, tough streets of the city. The expert knowledge of the martial arts combined with their street smarts has made them both formidable fighting machines. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now Billy is faced with his greatest challenge, his girlfriend, Marion, has been kidnapped by the Black Warriors the uh-huh. savage street gang of the mysterious Shadow Boss. Yada, yada, yep. yada, yada, yada. You must yep. pursue them to reach the hideout for his final confrontation with the Shadow Boss, his brother Jimmy. <laughs> right. It just tells you right there. (laughs) Like it's the super secret shadow boss. It's your brother. (laughs) Your brother's an asshole and he's still
0: your girlfriend. So I said this at the end of the stream yesterday, but like the, uh, this is not even really a joke. It is basically the canon of double dragon that Billy, Jimmy and Marion are involved in a poly relationship Okay, in which Marion basically sleeps with both of them based on whoever wins the most recent fight. (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah. Why? Why did? Yeah, but man, she's into some weird stuff then, because the boy is she the the brother, (laughs) the brother straight up hires his goon to gut punch her and carry her off to their bedroom where she's just hanging out on the bed. (laughs) Listen, I know in the arcade she's tied up to the wall. Still, maybe she's into that also. But in Listen. the NES version, she's just lounging in the bedroom, like, "Oh, hey, you won the fight. Let's bang." <laughs> we
0: were not present to know whether this was pre-planned or consensual. If there is consent, yeah, we cannot kink shame. No, hey, I, that's why I said she's into some.
1: I feel like I feel like the I am based on how they wrote the story. I think they. All three of them know what's going on, and they're all just role playing their parts.
0: It's very, it's. I mean, like, especially because they're we're like just rehashing the Bowser, Peach, Mario, like, situation. True, where it's like, man, this happens way too often for it to not be like a bit, <laughs> right? That they're yeah. all just like playing out.
1: Well, it, it it even fits in, especially in Double Dragon One, because co op is not two people at once
0: right it, you're just like changing controllers and stuff back and forth like <laughs> i will be they, honest with you i don't know if the um i assume the sprite changes because when you play like player one so. player two you're billy and jimmy so i assume yeah. if you get there as player two the end boss is billy instead of jimmy by the way billy is the one in blue and jimmy is the one in red except when they're not <laughs> Double Dragon has the absolute most confusing canon of any game series. And yes, I've played Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Because Technos Japan licensed that thing out to whoever felt like doing it. And and they had like. Someone someone would come to them and be like, hey, can we make a Double Dragon game? They'd be like, sure. Yeah, we don't care. (laughs) Do whatever you want. Like, Double dragons no, and- <laughs> no quality control, no consistency, no, like, nobody checking over the shoulder to make sure that you put the characters in the right colors <laughs> or get the names correct. <laughs> they did not care. Oh, my God. It was all over the place. It's actually wild. Like, I, I mean, don't know. I don't have the whole story, but, like, at different points in different games, Billy and Jimmy have been, like, they've had their... their outfit colors swapped they've had their hair colors swapped like which one of them is the older and younger brother changes whether they are brothers changes <laughs> like it literally doesn't matter it doesn't matter like the story of the game is do fights punch things and okay i honestly I say- the story like the story is better when the entire story that the game gives you is the dude walking up to Marion and punching her in the gut and then leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that, that's, that's the, the story. And yep. that's all that that's all they really want you to care about. And then the ending
1: kind of throws you you through a loop where you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This was all planned. <laughs> yep. So I got to say the, the controls are pretty awesome for an NES game. Like, they are, they are. There's a lot of buttons, or I mean, there's not a lot of buttons, but there's quite a lot of actions that happen, and they're not, they're not that bad of, like, f- making them happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, really impressed for a game that came out in 1988. It is. For, for consoles. I don't so, know what they the arcade.
0: The control scheme in Double Dragon is really kind of wild in how well it works. Yes, it shouldn't work. For a game that requires you to hit both face buttons to jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, are really? Well, also, I didn't understand what the heart system did. And that, that's why I had to look it up. Because I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, the heart system literally allows you to use moves that are super useful.
0: Yeah, it's a leveling system.
1: Yeah. And, and it, it's that, sort of like left in the it, background,
0: it, but. but like, it's a leveling system. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's I, I, I don't know. I really like stages one and two and then stage three Mm -hmm. is where I was like, this is stupid. Do you want want to know how many times I looped on stage three until I realized you have to walk in the abobo
0: door? Yeah. I did it three times and I was like, this
1: is stupid. What is happening? And so I looked at a let's play video. I was like, oh my Jesus. How was I ever supposed to figure that out? (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) And I'm
1: sure maybe I would have if I actually, you know, played it for more than an hour and a half or whatever I did.
0: I mean, I'm coming into this as like, and I said this on the stream, like Double Dragon is when I would go and it, there was a very limited time in my life when I went and spent like weekends at my dad's house. Yeah. Um, and he had an NES in the basement and like three games. And one of them was Double Dragon and one of them was Top Gun. And Mario, and I'm guessing. Probably. Like Mario I would, 1. I would If he didn't have Mario, he
1: must have thrown
0: it out. <laughs> Well, I don't like, I think it was one of those things where like, it was, I don't even know that it was necessarily Mario. It might, it might wow. have, maybe it was, maybe it was like Mario and Tetris.
1: That's what I was thinking of. Like the Mario, the, the, the cart that had, that came with, you know,
0: Mario, like
1: Mario duck hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It probably was. I, um, but either way you had a lot of, you had a lot of, uh, time to play double dragon or top gun. And clearly that would be double dragon.
0: Yes. <laughs> It was, it was like the only game, it was like the only thing there that was any fun to do. <laughs> right. And so, like, I spent basically all of my time on it and eventually got good enough to actually beat that game, like, I, I legitimately. Could, I could see everything
1: in Double Dragon being okay. Not great to beat it, but except for this, the, the absolutely insane stalactites, stalactites, or stalagmites, yep. I forget which is from the top.
0: Okay, so I, I, I have a mnemonic device for this. Oh, nice. What um, is it? Stalactite is on the ceiling because it has a C in it. Stalagmites are on the ground, ground because ground it has, has a G a in it.
1: Ah, I like that.
0: That's so, I like that. Stalactite ceiling, stalagmite ground. Wait, well, she... Lachia.
1: <laughs> this reminded me of going up north. Um, mm-hmm. because I wanted the cheese to have some, uh, some pasties and she kept calling them pasties. And I was like, no pasties are <laughs> what, what like a stripper might put on their nipples to cover them up. Yeah, that's um, correct. And you can think of them because you pay for pasties. <laughs> I thought they and were called what, like punch keys. punch keys are the, no, those are big donuts. Uh, pasties, oh yeah. We're
0: literally talking about different things.
1: Yeah. Pasties are the, those delightful, like it's like a baked um, kind of like a thick. Oh God, how do I explain this? It's like a pot pie that's not a pie. Like it's like that kind of that pot pie crust, but it's like wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, it's into like it's like a, it's like a meat pastry. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's freaking delicious. Yes, um, I've yeah, not but...
0: actually had one of those. No way, really? Yeah, and I they're know. Good. It's like I like turn in my Michigan card. No, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I just mean it's 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 they're delicious. No, like, like I them. do. Oh, okay, it's one okay. of those okay. things that like everybody that I know from Michigan talks about them, but I've never had one.
1: Yeah, they're nice. They're deli- they're a delight. But um so yeah, it's Sunday. when these, you you have these these uh stalactites falling mm-hmm. from the ceiling and it's random and not only do you have to worry about them falling, but once they hit the ground they create like a really huge like like debris comes off of them that mm-hmm. also hurts Which also hurt hits you. you. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's just random crap that's falling. It's, it's yes. it was just a way to get you to have to pay quarters, but you only, you know, you don't, you don't have any, you have three lives. And then once they're gone, you start over in the NES version and it's just, mm-hmm. it's awful. That's yeah. awful. And then the weird, <laughs> the, the weird, uh, like pushing block things yep. that are more or less function in the exact same way, except that they just come at you from the back wall. Like, yeah, like, with,
0: uh, with like, no, like it either is going to hit you or not. Yeah, I'm sure I bet you there's a way to
1: I'm sure like some speedrunners have had to have figured out a way to deal with it because that would I mean, I hope so. But. I
0: think the pattern like I, I from my memory of it, I think the pattern of them like coming out of the wall is the same every time. And there is a point where there's like two that come out that are like overhead Ah, uh, and then you can that are like up high. high. Okay. and if you if you time it for like when the two like when the two like up high blocks are going to come out then you can just walk under them but that i don't sense. know like yeah, that I, seemed I just... to work but i i can't remember like i'm sure there is some way to get through without taking damage like damageless through... runs of this game exist okay yeah there has to be then
1: because I, I basically went through it i took as long as I was at above half-life, I was like, fine. I can just rewind time or make a save state for the rest mm-hmm. of the stage. Right. So, Because I loved – I had no problem with the game. I didn't die or anything until stage three when I had to loop against the Abobos like two times. I was like, I don't understand. I've I've now died twice because I've fought them like six times as I went through that, that stupid loop. And then I looked it up and was like, I'm an idiot. Um, actually, No. I take that back. I didn't think I was an idiot. I thought the game was an idiot because it didn't have like an arrow pointing, hey, go into this cave that opened up because, you know, you don't expect to be able to interact with the background in an NES game unless it explicitly tells you to.
0: Right. Certainly not a door like... uh, To to that point point in the game... The enemies crashed through it. To that point in the game, it's mission three of four. Right. You have not walked through a door but once in the whole game. Well, and the door opened, and it's an actual yeah, and it's a it's a door that opened in front of you, and it's a door, not a hole in a wall. Yeah, because the enemies just bust through bust through the hole, and then you're
1: supposed to know to go into the hole. It that was that was frustrating, but then yes. that was the rest of the game. Very much it so. It's just frustrating from that point on, pretty much. Yep.
0: Pretty much. Now, um, I would like to uh, I would like to suggest something here. Yes. The speed run of this game. The world record any percent in this game is 11 minutes and six seconds. Yeah, that makes sense. This is, with any level of skill and knowledge of the game, like a 30 minute to one hour game. Yeah, absolutely. Crap like that is in the game to make it not a 30 minute game. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand it's, why it's there. It's just because yeah.
1: it's, it's the thing we've talked about before where sometimes the difficulty in old NES games was trying to justify a $50 or whatever right. the price was. It's
0: artificially extending the, the price tag. But this yeah. does it in one of the least justifiable ways, which is just making you go through a stage eight times because you're lost.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what I really liked about – or what I really like about the evolution of beat-em-ups once you get to the, the SNES and the Genesis more so? Mm-hmm. And even even the Ninja Turtles games from two – once they – the arcade one and Manhattan Heist is that yeah, they yeah. made the games longer and mm-hmm. they – but they didn't make them like ultra difficult where, where you're super frustrated. Like they realize that people are happy to play the same beat-em-up um, again multiple times if it's fun.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of old beat-em-ups, and I think Battletoads uh runs into the same problem that uh that Double Dragon does in a sense, which is yeah, like Battletoads okay. for different
1: reasons, but same idea.
0: Yeah, this the idea that like everyone looks fondly upon stage one and two being these like fun these fun beat-em-up stages, and the yeah, beat-em-up thing is I, the I can... fun thing that everyone remembers.
1: Yeah, exactly, because I totally forgot about that snake stage in Battletoads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, gone from my memory.
0: Yeah. But then, like, but then the, the design goes off the rails, because it's like, okay, no one's going to enjoy doing this same thing over and over for the whole game. And it's like, no, that's actually what people wanted. Yeah, that's That's, that's what exactly. people remember. And the moment you went away from that, the game gets significantly worse. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so, like, like, awkward platforming awkward platforming it's not double hard. dragon 2 it's has more of pointless. that yeah or there's like that one i mean like right after the the falling stalactite segment is like here's three moving platforms over a pit and it's I like okay if if i
1: i don't know how i would have experienced that part as a kid if i got there But seeing it today was kind of like, yeah, obviously you go here, here, and here. And like, so it didn't bother me. Right. But I could see it, that was, it was, it was just dumb.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that it's, it's not that it was a problem. It's that it was pointless.
1: And then like the rocks are falling a minute later. Mm -hmm. And you have to like outrun the rocks or whatever. That, that was, yeah, they just didn't know what to do with the second half of the game. It felt like. It's, it's
0: like we, it's that feeling of like, we have to force innovation we have Mm -hmm. to we have to force the gameplay to evolve because we're basically like we've basically done all we can with the combat so let's throw in different types of challenges to keep things fresh Mm -hmm. and i think that like in the 80s especially the the idea behind let's innovate to keep things fresh was essentially let's just make it a different genre for a level (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's add
1: platforming to a side-scrolling beat-em-up seems right
0: right right and like that's that is inevitably the least favorite part of the game for everybody i i i will say that game
1: companies did do that for a long time where they'd be like let's innovate on an rpg by adding platforming to uh uh jesus what's this stupid mech game called for ps1 you've never played it oh armored god. core
0: or not armored core no, um, not armored core the, the, the Square Mission? Enix,
1: no the square enix rpg that's famous for reasons that i don't want to say because you don't seem to know you you haven't played the game so you don't know what uh makes it hilarious shit i cannot think of is, is it, it xeno, one of the oh xeno saga um, xeno gears right xeno gears okay it's gotta be xeno gears yeah xeno gears god i couldn't i was gonna say xeno saga and I was like i know this isn't right because that's later uh, yeah that's PS2. There's, there is some some very strange platforming in that game um huh. just in one part of the end where you're like what the, the what is this trash you have to do like a awkward scaling in a 3d it's very strange i hope we get to play that one day because i really want you to experience I, that is not what makes that game famous and i really want to talk no. about
0: it <laughs> i very very much like xenogears occupies Gears occupies my headspace as like, boy, that is probably the like highest profile RPG from that era that I haven't played. Yeah, we and I think I that really be one... need to fill in that. You do, but not for the reasons gap. you think you do. <laughs> no, I've heard it gets weird. Oh, OK, OK, OK. And uh, like, still, if you don't know the history behind it, it's even weirder. <laughs> I do so, not know the history behind it, but I I know that it gets really wild.
1: Yeah, I I don't I'm, know
0: how because I've tried to avoid it for like twenty years. I've been like, nope, can't read spoilers. I'm gonna play that someday. That was that and someday we I will.
1: Well, yeah, we should, we should definitely play it cause I so I remember it was it was a game that I wanted to play and it was pretty rare. But then they actually reprinted copies of it because I remember buying it at GameStop. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, whoa, they reprinted these. Cam-. I don't even know how I knew that or heard about it. What do, it must have been internet like early game f like you know 1998 game faqs or something or 99 or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. talking about they restocked it (laughs) i don't even know how how it's it's odd to think about getting information without so people you would say we would say it's hard getting information without the internet right but now today it's almost like oh how do you get information without like a twitter or something right where where it's an even more condensed version of the internet Uh, And it's all force fed to you through your feeds or who you follow and stuff. It's, it's sort of strange how we, we change, um, how, how you think about getting information changes, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's very much so
1: that is not to do with double dragon though, I suppose.
0: (laughs) No, but I will always remember like, you know, getting, getting information about stuff like that is as simple as just like typing it into your browser bar now. Yeah, but like, you know, back in the late 90s, even as late as the late 90s, we're talking about a Mm -hmm. game that came out in the late 80s, but -hmm. like in the late 90s, I had to learn how to get the wing cap in Mario 64 with a (laughs) handwritten note by some kid on my bus. Oh, yeah, you talked about that. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you probably talked about it in this Mario 64. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That, that. I love that story. But yeah, that's just like that's how I learned how to do that. And it's like this, you know, this plottingly written, grammatically disastrous note that took up like half a sheet of notebook paper. Instead of just saying, look up in the middle of the castle
1: or the entrance of the castle.
0: Yeah. It's like you do this and then the the sun will have will come down in the middle of the castle and you have to go and stand on the sun and then look up and look at the sun. And I was like. Uh, I figured it out.
1: But like, well, also you're like, this can't be right. What does this even mean? Well, the what concept a, what a of cool like, get secret. into
0: a stage by going into first person and looking up at the, at the sunlight is like, why? That's like the most confusing part of that game by far. <laughs> well, that and the, I mean, the,
1: the, the one room where you jump for the slide, um, the princess, like the castle slide. That's that true. That one's reasonable because it's an empty room with nothing in it besides a toad, I think, and yeah. and then some stained glass windows, and you could jump into other pictures. So it's like, well, let's try it. Like that one, yeah. that one seems reasonable. The sun yeah. one is a total like mind f because I-, I guess I, I can picture f- discovering it though. Like you're in the castle and you're sort of amazed that you can look in first person mode, right? Because it's 1996 yeah. and you're like, this is sweet. Then you're like, holy crap! I'm like, I'm
0: flying. We're flying. Like, that
1: that would have been. That would have been a really cool find as yeah. as as an accident.
0: Yeah, it would have. Uh, so to bring the to bring the conversation back, another really cool find. Yeah. And we talked about it before, like not not to the same degree, but finding out like with no um with no information, because that's how I played Double Dragon as a kid. Right. Like, you just I played it. I didn't look anything up. I just had to figure out what things do and how to get through places. And so, like, you know, playing that game for hours and hours and hours, not knowing why the hearts are a thing and what those numbers mean. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, eventually you put together. The, hey, I can do that move now. Like you you did it. On I one can do that move then, now.
1: Yeah. And then that move didn't work previously. Then you're like, what is right. changing? And then you figure it out. and You're like, oh, my God, I got yeah. it. I can mm-hmm. now do the broken backwards hand punch, which is.
0: Yeah. Absolutely the back and elbow totally is the the back elbow is the, the is the game winner yeah also it does like that. the second it does like the second most damage in the game next to the um the jump kick that you get at seven hearts but the the jump kick is impossible to land because it's a combo finisher and you always get punched out of it yeah dude this game has otgs so yeah you get it does to use them you don't get to use them cuz everything everyone just pushes you off. Yeah, it's such BS. Okay, so like weird like weird puberty story. <laughs> okay. Right? I'm like 13 years old and like the uh the 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 Linda care the 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 girls with the whips. Yes, yeah, Linda are in the game. Yep. And they come up right around the time that you get the OTGs. Yeah. So like, you know, like weird, weird 13 year old doesn't understand sex, but kind of understands sex me. Yeah. Is like, I'm just I, I'm going to I'm going to get into the, the straddle, the OTG straddle <laughs> position and then just get up. And then the like basically teabagging. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is like sex. Oh wow. <laughs> well, so that was I a also thing. love that it's old... weird because then you just like punch her in the back of the head, which is not okay. Yeah, that but is that like, like I would vegetable. just never do that part. <laughs> I would just do the teabagging and be like <laughs> and be like, oh, oh, oh it like sex. <laughs> Oh man. So that was that that's a weird, weird memory.
1: Because it has to be like Every female in a beat beat 'em up from then it was like whip, <laughs> yeah, they're mm-hmm. all dominatrixes.
0: I appreciate that her design is like excessively eighties though, <laughs> yeah, it so is, With like the giant hair and the bodysuit <laughs> the bodysuit
1: is what does it what's funny is the the art of her I mean obviously, I know it's it's not fair to compare the in game graphics to what what she looks like, um. In in a in a hand drawn image, but the right. the art and the character models they she looks she's so strong, <laughs> like, yes she's such a big model,
0: <laughs> yes which is super cool. I actually really appreciate that. Uh, well, she should be because
1: she's just there to street fight. It's right. always awkward when when it's like this dainty person, but then they you know lift a truck over their head unless it's yeah. supposed to be anime or whatever, like a, or superpowers are involved.
0: Um, oh, the um. That actually reminds me, so, um, so, River City, like Kunio-kun, that whole franchise and everything? Yes. You know, I've never actually finished one of those games. We should play River City Ransom for the podcast sometime. Yeah, it's it's on the Nintendo service. Yeah, it's, it like, if you know what to do, if you actually, like, use a guide, it's not a difficult game to get through. You can get through right. it in, like, probably an hour. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's not long, but it's, it's cool. Cause it, again, it's got like a, it's got like a leveling system for like, it's probably the first, it's the first game I can remember, probably not the first that exists, but it's the first game I can remember that actually gives you like passive stats from eating food. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, yeah, I know that much. I don't know if it was yeah. the first either, but that's, that's fun.
0: But, um, that whole franchise is like a sister franchise to double dragon. It's like they oh, exist. In, okay. They exist in like the same universe. I didn't know that. So a cool thing that happened um, because WayForward has been working on these on these games lately. Yes. Uh, they made Double Dragon Neon and quite made, a while uh, ago. That game fantastic.
1: Old. Yeah, that's I mean, old. It's like almost nine years old, I think.
0: Yes. Um, it's not as old as like actual original Double Dragon, but no. But like, you know, I don't want to say it's recent or anything. I guess, but uh, River City Girls only came out like two years ago.
1: That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I heard
0: that's really good. And it's very, I love that game. I love that game a lot. Um, Tons, tons of personality in it. Uh, Like Kira Buckland voices one of the characters. It's great. (laughs) But um, one of the things that has happened in more recent games in those franchises, first of all, they finally figured out who the hell owns the rights to all the Technos Japan properties. Okay. Because Arc System Works just just like tracked them all down. This was a problem for a long time, because Technos Japan hasn't been out for a while, but they were so like they played so fast and loose with their with their property rights mm-hmm. that like at one point it seemed like Double Dragon was owned by like eight different companies, and none of them were doing anything because nobody knew who actually had what. <laughs> so it's just like it's like who owns Double Dragon? I so, arc system Arc System Works a couple years ago finally tracked all that down. It was like, okay, we're we sent some money out. We own these franchises now, right? So they own the whole River City, Kunio Kun franchise. They own Double Dragon, and they can just do what they want with it now, which is great because that's a fantastic company to uh, to have those franchises. They've been uh, they've been working with WayForward to put games out, and in uh in doing so, WayForward has done cool shit with Marion. Really? Yeah. So like Marion's got like a whole character arc now because her whole story in Double Dragon is to uh is basically just to get punched in the gut and kidnapped. Yes, and then Like that's even what happens at the beginning of of uh of Double Dragon Neon. But <laughs> oh like my God. She actually gets like minor spoilers. She actually gets comeuppance at the end of Double Dragon Neon, where she gets to like actually punch the big bad back in the gut, oh, in like yeah, a yeah. in like a super good just like power move. Yeah, and then she shows up as a shopkeeper in River City Girls. What? And here she is as the shopkeep in River City Girls. Oops. <laughs> She's super strong. She's ripped. She's super ripped. So like her whole character arc is like, all right, I'm about tired of being punched in the gut and and like and carried off. So it's time to punch back. (laughs) It is time for these abs. Break your fist on these abs. (laughs) Try if you dare. (laughs) So I think that's awesome. Marion's super cool now. That I dig cool. that. Yeah, I like that. I
1: like that they that they turned basically what what is
0: effectively a throwaway character. That's some odd. She's a MacGuffin. Device. Yeah, she um, she is a she's a damsel in distress MacGuffin, like basically just the loose justification for fight while walking to the right. Mm-hmm. Which is very a very common justification in the 80s is just like. Fight through some things, and here's a reason why, I guess. Save the world and or woman and or both.
1: So I I feel uh, I'm having a hard time placing how I feel about Double Dragon because, again, music is pretty good in the first couple of stages. Mm -hmm. The fighting is really fun. It's awesome Mm -hmm. how how many controls there are. It's kind of neat that there's a leveling system. But I, I absolutely despise the latter half of the game. I do too. Like... It's, I think it's, it's very I bad. think it's a horrible experience and it's single player, which makes it way worse. Like the so I know we're we're kind of playing a lot of single player things, but to me beat 'em ups have always been something that I like doing with another person. Like yeah. I, I enjoy like that's fun. So the yeah, fact absolutely. that this was a trade your controller back and forth kind of co op experience. Mm-hmm. Now there's that cool fighting aspect to the game where you go into like a fight mode. Um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask the, if you
1: tried that. I did not try it, but I saw you play it a bit. Um
0: it's not very good, but you, it's like, cool that you it's have there. to admit that it's very cool that it exists.
1: Yes, it's it's really neat that they put all the movesets into uh, sort of a Street Fighter-esque arena. Yeah,
0: pre-Street Fighter, even. Oh,
1: is it before the original Street Fighter?
0: Uh, it's before Street Fighter
1: 2. Yeah, I know that for sure, because Street Fighter 2 is like 91 or something either way it's cool I mean, that it's in one,
0: okay street fighter 1 came out in 87 okay yeah but it's,
1: it's 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 still a fighting game in a in an nes as an addition it's not the main it's not like the it's not the star of the show it's just kind of like yeah. hey we also thought this would be cool and that's awesome um, yeah they
0: really just like it's a it's a completely different game it's a separate game yeah so like double dragon is cool in and of itself and then it's like hey if you got someone else If you're playing with someone else and you want to and you want to try like this other like bonus game that we've added, even the sprites are different. Yeah, totally, totally different. It's like the sprites are different. The move sets are different. It's a totally different video game that's just like packed in as mode B.
1: It seems I was I was I got the feeling that they on the team. Somebody was like, hey, this is cool. Let's just do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Um.
0: Yeah, it's, but, it's like, I don't like the game mode that much. It's, no. like, it's clearly, like, it's cool that they're doing, like, a very, very early sort of, like, prototype fighting game type of thing. I, I mean, to be before honest. Before Street Fighter 2 popularized it.
1: that's That game mode is not the kind of thing you can judge, A, single player, and B, in 2021. It's It's, True. like, impossible. True. It's impossible I, to be impartial towards what that would actually have felt like to play co-op unless you were playing at co-op in, you know, 1988.
0: I played it co-op, well, not technically co-op competitively, two player or
1: competitive, excuse me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um I played against my brother and that okay, would have yeah. been like
1: Okay, so you have a little bit of a feeling then.
0: It would have been it would have been late 90s.
1: Yeah. Well, that's fine. I just meant I meant prior to there being a lot of other things for you to do.
0: Yes. No, like that's the thing, like modern fighting games, like Street Fighter 2 makes that mode irrelevant
1: yeah like why why would you ever yeah it would there'd be no reason to play that if you own us and almost any other fighting game i'm not talking about like tough enough or whatever (laughs) jesus art of fighting yeah art of (laughs) fighting is terrible if you own i guess it would basically (laughs) at that time it's just street fighter 2 or mortal Kombat. i suppose uh, King of maybe Fighters. like Primal Rage or even maybe if you're later 90s, I guess you could look at Clay Fighters or something.
0: <laughs> uh, I throw Killer Instinct on the pile. Killer
1: Instinct. Yeah. OK, so what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of other fighting games I'd
0: rather play. Yes. If, at, if I would literally one. rather play any of those other than <laughs> yeah, this. Right. So like it's it's one of those things where it's like appreciate it for the time frame. Right. Yeah. That, that's fighting that's games. Fighting games oh, were not popularized. Fighting no. games were not standardized because that's really what Street Fighter 2 did. It didn't just make them popular. It provided the template for everyone else to follow. Yeah, because the for original like, this Street is Fighter was
1: how... not popular compared yeah. to Street Fighter. I mean, it's not even comparable, actually.
0: It was like, but... this is how this game ought to work. You, you have, have defined... this perspective. It is the genre. Yeah. It, you, it's this like is, Mario. Yeah. It is the genre. This is, this is how it ought to work. This is how it ought to look. This is how the controls ought to go. Like this is this is the template everyone work from. This mm-hmm. so Double Dragon's fighting mode predates that, right? And you know it is not particularly deep or or I mean, especially balanced good. or <laughs> yeah. good, but it's, it's just cool there. that it's there. Yeah. And it's there, and it provides you know if that's if that's your video game, it provides hours more fun mm-hmm. like i was hours actually more when, of when something were, to do and something to do with your with your second player if you want to play that's something what i was about to say i or, could
1: picture this being a pretty cool memory if you were in let's say you're like in high school or college or something mm-hmm. when this game came out i bet you there'd be a lot of fun to be had where it's two people or a group of people all fighting in double dragon two or double dragon yeah as, yeah. A, as a
0: competitive thing like that that's really cool that it's there yeah um i Especially since, like, simultaneous multiplayer in that era is... is Was was a a huge deal, I mean. It was a huge deal. It was not common. Yeah. Like, multiplayer in that era was basically, like, take turns. Right. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, literally, the other game mode is take turns.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, every Mario game is take turns.
1: Mm -hmm. Double Dragon 2 is co-op, I believe, simultaneously on the NES.
0: I'm pretty sure you can play two players at once. Do not remember if that's true or not. Oh, I could be. Wrong. I do remember that Double Dragon 2 is a better game than one. Um, it's got twice as many stages. Uh, your moves are. I th- I want to say you have like as many moves, but they're all unlocked from the start. Because ah, that's, that's really a better. big thing with Double Dragon 1 is like you get a really cool set of moves. But it takes. But yeah, it, starts it takes slowly. half the game for you to get them and then once you get them half of them aren't useful anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, true.
0: I mean basically once you get the back elbow everything else is useless. <laughs> uh, not tr- not true, not true. The hair pull, the hair pull the like grapple move is like hair the pull other
1: into shoulder throw are pretty yep. awesome.
0: Yeah. Those that's are those are cool. Boss. That's cool and that's the and that's cool and the and the the back elbow is like the obo killer. <laughs> It's actually
1: broken, because you can just sit there and spam it, and he'll walk into it eventually.
0: hmm um, Man, like, screw every enemy in this game that ducks. I, I think screw every enemy, pretty much. <laughs> the fact that yeah, they sometimes of. don't
1: flinch, and they just, like,
0: you just, oh, like, trade yeah. punches, and you're like, mm-hmm. what is happening? This is
1: such trash.
0: Yeah. Oh, you have no, like, you have no defensive options, so...
1: Yeah, this.
0: I I would say, if you like beat 'em ups,
1: play one that you like. Don't play this. <laughs> I, I, if you I have like to say,
0: classic feeling beat em ups that the don't first have two stages. like. A, I mean, I was gonna say play Streets of Rage four. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> play something else still. <laughs> Hell, like it's play, oh dude, Streets of Rage one and two are fantastic also. Yeah, no, those are those are good games. we are talking about like jumping forward in time five five to seven years or so.
1: I yeah, well,
0: Streets of Rage so, the like, first
1: one was, uh, I believe, like the I think it was like yeah, ninety one. Okay,
0: that's that's only three years it's, later, it's but that's years, a big
1: yeah. jump. It's well, it's on a whole new. It's on the next level of gaming. It's on the you know, Genesis does what arcade don't. I guess <laughs> no, it doesn't no no it it really it doesn't
0: <laughs> and i mean to be fair like the one weird thing about double dragon is how every permutation of double dragon is completely is a completely different video game yeah and and the, um but especially like... if you've ever seen how many how many versions of double dragon 3 there are <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's like a dozen of them and none of them are the same at all
1: you know what's cool? There's a Double Dragon Battletoads game for SNES, which I which I had yes. and played as a kid. Yes. Uh, but apparently there's the same game on the NES, and I looked at the video of both of them, and I was really impressed at how good the NES version looked. I
0: like, have seriously. actually not played I i I think I've touched it. I've played like maybe a stage or so, but like yeah. I've never really played Battletoads Double Dragon. And a lot of people say that that is the best of both of those games.
1: Yeah, it's really neat. It has a lot of, it has both aspects in it. Like there's like the, the Battletoads kind of platforming stuff that mm-hmm. actually plays okay because it's Battletoads platforming, not Double Dragon platforming. Um, yeah.
0: Well, there's battle toads Battletoads platforming Battleto- is not great. No.
1: Okay, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It has the, the <laughs> you know what? I'm saying Battletoads platforming, but I'm literally just talking about falling down the pit in the second stage in Battletoads, which was fun. Oh, yeah, that's platforming at all. It's it's not. Well, I don't mean platforming. I mean, it's
0: it's uh, I don't know what it would be. It's just like controlling your character, I guess. I I will say that, like, Battletoads has uh, Double Dragon has a commit jump. Yeah. And Battletoads has like a much higher jump. That's a lot easier to, like, actually fine tune Mm -hmm. and to, like, land where you want. So Battletoads does have better platforming than Double Dragon because it's actually built for it. Mm-hmm. to some degree but it i mean it's not great <laughs> yeah i will say that both of those franchises have had like remakes or reboots or whatever in the last well i guess 10 years that um that are the best versions of those games i think the i think the battletoads reboot that came out last year is the best battletoads game and I think double and Double Dragon De- Neon is almost undeniably the best battle to uh, the uh, the best Double Dragon game. <laughs>
1: yeah, that does not surprise. I, I actually never played it. I watched my friend play it a bit. It looked good. It looked like a
0: the Battletoads reboot or Neon. Neon. Double Dragon Neon is very good and very worth playing.
1: Yeah, I might.
0: Was... I might force you to play it when uh, when we get you down here sometime.
1: That'd be fun. Yeah we can we can do our we can do our our brawling. uh we can do a bunch of beat em ups.
0: Yeah, that and uh I get you on that, get you on River City Girls. Maybe Streets of Rage 4 if you didn't play it. I actually
1: you know, it's weird. I, I have not played Streets of Rage 4, and I'm sort of surprised at myself only because Streets of Rage one and two are some of my favorite beat 'em ups. Those are I didn't have so I didn't have like f- um f- Fatal Fury. No, what's it called? It's not Fatal Fury. Uh Final Fight. Final fight yeah thank you i didn't have final fight so i i had the i had uh streets of rage and i had the i TMNT had the opposite games. Ex- i had the opposite experience oh hey so you got to you got to kick a wheelchair uh person out of a out of a skyscraper
0: that is what you did do- wait is that final fight yeah isn't that the boss of final fight i, mean, I think positive it is in one of them. I can't remember whether Wheelchair Man with Machine Gun is Final Fight or Streets of Rage.
1: Oh, it's not Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage has a, a big dude with a... Well, that would be a bad poor description. I was going to say with a machine gun, but <laughs> the guy in the wheelchair was also, also I had a think gun.
0: Final Fight has a big dude with a machine gun, but also in a in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, and he's like stuck on the right side of the screen <laughs> at the end of it because you're, the final hit kicks him out the window and they wanted to like be makes sense logically that he flies out the window when you punch him.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh that car. sounds right. It's been a long time.
1: Oh my car. Oh. My.
0: <laughs> yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> beat 'em ups are fun. I'm glad that beat 'em ups are coming back around to I'm being glad. like to being like a, a thing that we can that we can play and enjoy and they're being like they're finally being like developed upon and yeah, they're adding and... they're adding like dodge and blocks and stuff and yeah, I that's... I, I, mm. I don't want them to get too
1: complicated because I don't want it to be a fighting game. Um I do I right. th- so that was part of why I didn't buy Streets of Rage 4 is that it seemed like some of the some of the mechanics were hey, make sure you um like for against bosses it seemed like there was a lot of like they wanted it to be like a boss fight in a video game as opposed to uh hey, this is just kind of a slightly bigger version than what you've already been fighting. And I that that didn't seem exciting to me at first cuz I just I just the thing I love about beat em ups is you just hop in, you play, you don't think about it too much. You just punch yeah. the things and you walk away. So if there's if it's too complicated with blocks and dodges and powering up and then the bosses have phases and all that kind of stuff, like that mm. that to me is actually a negative as, as a whole, but if the game itself plays cuz I know Streets of Rage 4 has to just be like a joy to play and control. So all that other
0: stuff probably washes away once you actually play it as opposed to just watching it. Honestly, aside from a couple of new moves, Streets of Rage 4 feels exactly like two. Okay, yeah. See, that's I know like, I have it's, to play it. It is shockingly classic. Almost like it's almost to a it's almost to a negative degree. Like it's one of the things that people talked about the most when it came out. Is oh, like so I'd
1: probably really like it then.
0: <laughs> is like, wow, it is actually so Dunning how like this just feels like old streets of rage with like no new. There's no block button. Oh, God. Really? OK, there's no there's no block. You do have like a you know, you have like the 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 clear out move that like costs life. Yeah, you have that.
1: Oh, and man, they do it. In I need a...
0: to buy this immediately. They do it in a very, very, very cool way. Which is, it doesn't cost life immediately. It puts okay. you in gray health. Oh, interesting. So you can, so you use your move in, like, in the middle, you can just use it in the middle of the combo, and there's, like, three different versions of it. Um, That's cool. There's, like, the, you know, there's, like, the defensive, there's, like, the defensive special move, and then, like, the offensive special move, and I think the grab-based special move. Yeah. And they all do, like, extra damage, or they clear out the area around you, and they put you into gray health, and then if you get another couple of hits in before you take a hit, then you just get that life back, so it's free. Oh, that's interesting. So it takes life, but only if you drop the combo, basically. Or only if you if you get hit, then that life loss becomes real. But if you can continue dealing damage, you basically rally that life back up. So it rewards you for, like, using it smart and then continuing to, like, hit and not get hit. Oh, that's cool. I like that. But there's but there's really no, like, aside from that, there's really, like, very few defensive options. It feels like classic Streets of Rage where the way to not get hit is to, like, just use range. All right. All right. Like, move out of the way up and down from things and uh, and, you know make sure that you're using your jumps correctly and make sure that you're at the right range when you use your attacks. And yeah, it is, it is, it's definitely modernized. Like it feels tighter to control and it's a little bit faster than, uh, than classic streets of rage, but like they have not altered the, uh, they've not altered the formula that much.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need to pick this up.
0: Yeah. I, I recommend it. It's very, very good. I do actually prefer a, you know, like more of a Double Dragon Neon where they add a couple of like, they add a couple of like dodge block parry type mechanics. Well, mm-hmm. um, oh, that makes Because sense. I think you, those you, are cool to pull off, but. I was going to say that feels like, that feels like a, a thing that
1: Dean would like a lot. Yes. Because it kind of lets you, it lets you, it lets you be, it lets you add a little more uh,
0: skill to the, to the,
1: to the beating up.
0: I'm, I'm a big fan of the parry. Yeah. The yeah, whole that does not like. Surprise me. The whole like time this perfectly and then get like a free attack opportunity like feels good to do. I like that. Well,
1: I agree. It does feel good. I just I just sometimes want to just turn my brain off and punch a thing.
0: (laughs) Yep, you can do that. It does get uh, it does like Streets of Rage gets difficult. Like it's not a complete turn your brain off. Oh no, I don't mean turn your brain off. In
1: terms of having to try to beat it, I just mean in terms of having to think about anything other than punching the the thing
0: and moving on a uh awkward right. up and down, yeah, I plane. will say this, you absolutely can just play the game like that, like it one hundred percent lends itself to you just like fire it up, know where your attack buttons are, walk to the right, use it, go straight, yeah, yeah, you don't have to plan
1: like the hardest difficulty or get combos or whatever
0: right. But it does have a like it if you're there for it, it does have a pretty a pretty deep, satisfying combo system. You get like wall bounces and like, oh, that's cool. You get wall bounces. There's one character in particular that has like a he's got like the metal arms and um, and he does the whole thing where he's like he's like the big grappler character. You know, there's always the one character who can grab a who can grab someone and then still walk. Oh, Mike. But yeah. Yeah. So he's that guy. But he's got a whole thing where it's like you can grab him and then like get the grapple punches and then throw him against the wall and then jump, grab him again and then do the pile drive. Like there's stuff you can like combo together if you're looking for that. But it's not necessary for you to just like go through the game. So it's it's really one of those games where like it's there's depth if you want it, but it's straightforward if you want that. That's cool. Well, any any final words on on Double Dragon? Um, I wouldn't mind playing Double Dragon 2 for a future yeah, podcast. I'd, I'd play it for sure. Ultimately, if you want what I consider to be the definitive Double Dragon experience, just play Neon.
1: Yeah. Neon's
0: really good. It's on Switch now.
1: Is it on Switch? OK mm-hmm jay kaufman did the soundtrack i know he did that's the only reason i actually know knew about the game before it came out is because i'm I'm a big fan of vert
0: mm-hmm. he's absolutely fantastic that is a it does actually like so the the music that's good in uh in double dragon is remixed to be better in neon
1: let me say something about the music really quick the music in stage three in double dragon on the nes is mm-hmm. is is a nightmare why I, I just why why just do you, you can, do you want to do you want to okay I want to end so, the
0: podcast with just the part in that song that
1: I that that is makes no sense
0: I, I like I that's what I was gonna say like usually I pick like the best or most memorable um, piece of music from the game that we played mm-hmm. but every once in a while I'll pick the worst one just for the memes would oh, you no, like to is, pick the, time... the worst one yeah please also, okay. Um,
1: what are we playing next week? Have we have we made a?
0: I, I, we talked about decision. this, and I've already we, I forgotten.
1: I think maybe Wario Woods.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what we talked about yesterday. Wario's Woods for NES specifically. Wario's Woods,
1: NES. which is
0: a, I want to say that's going to be the first true puzzle game. It is, yeah. That we've uh, that we've done for the podcast, and is a game that is. Near and dear to my heart, sort of,
1: for the Super Nintendo, right? Yes, that you play I, on. I mean, I know we're playing the NES
0: version, but I played the I played the NES version a lot, okay, a lot, a lot, um, like almost as much as Kirby's Dream Course, a lot. <laughs> oh, um, wow. But I did not know until fairly recently that there was an NES version, and it's on it's on the Switch. Um, you it's know, funny, library. So, my, my experience is actually the opposite.
1: Oh really? I knew there was
0: an NES version and I didn't know there was an SNES version. (laughs) So the I won't go too much into it now, but I'm gonna say already that the any the SNES version is going to be mechanically much better.
1: Well, yeah, that makes sense. Because I don't know why it makes sense, but I can feel it in my heart.
0: The L and R buttons are used, and they are used for actually very important um, purposes. Oh, no, I'm worried. So I don't know (laughs) how this is going to work out exactly. But I am, uh, you know, we'll see.
1: Sounds good. Until, Until next week.
0: Until next week.